Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is the Rogan and Rodney podcast. Heard weekdays at noon on AM570 LA Sports. Stream the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching AM570 LA Sports or podcast the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Rogan and Rodney. AM570, an LA Sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue. Fred Rogan, Jonas Knox, and today for Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. Hey. <laughs> so uh, when we came on today, you were talking about Trevor Bauer. And if he should have been the guy to stand up and say what he did after the Dodgers lost last night. Yeah. If he had kind of, you know, stepped out a little bit. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll open the phone lines later. We'll get the the fans' take on that. All right, let's see what they think. He's a newbie. Like I mean, like you, you you invite a guest over. You got a, a long standing successful household guest comes over and starts pointing out everything you need done to to fix up the house. Like, right. Come on, man, get out of here. Or do you thank the guy and say, you know, I hadn't noticed that. Uh, if, if Trevor Bauer's got one interest. And it's Trevor Bauer. Okay, let's let's be honest here. He is all about improving his brand. I mean, listen, the guy missed a playoff start in Cleveland because he was playing with a drone and cut his hand. Okay, so I'm not exactly going to take his word as gospel as to what we need to do to figure out how we get this locker room back. There's more established players there like Kershaw, Jansen, Turner, some of these other guys that I'd rather hear from. And it's just my guess that I think his comments has rubbed people the wrong way inside that clubhouse. And if if I'm wrong, I'll say I never said this on the air. Well, of course you will. Yeah, that's how that works. Because nobody's listening. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Hey. Come on, Fred. Uh, everybody's listening, all right? They they know they know what's going on here. Uh, you and I are trying to get stuff done, and they also know uh, when there is a somebody waiting in the green room. And when I say green room, I don't mean where you keep your weed stash in Scottsdale. I mean green room, meaning one of the all time legends to ever cover basketball in this town is waiting in the wings, ready to fire off take after take in in the eyes of the hate. That has come his way because Laker fans are crybabies still complaining that their team's been eliminated. Well, that man is the Saltier Adam Austin. He is brought to you by Honey, the money saving browser extension. Put the training wheels on for you there, Fred. Well, I appreciate well that. done. You got it eventually. I don't know why I was going to say brought to you by Money, the Honey Saving, but it's Honey, <laughs> the Money Saving. Freddie, Jonas, it's good to be back on with you guys. All right, Adam, Adam, let's just touch on what Bill Plasky wrote today. We kind of talked about it uh, earlier in the week, but Plasky writes, don't hate. Just basically ignore. Appreciate. Yeah, well, he didn't say that. Okay. I didn't read it. I got to be honest. I know he's in uh, tomorrow on Petros and Money, so. His take is this, that uh, don't hate. If you're a Laker fan, don't hate the Clippers. Don't hate on them. Just be indifferent. Well, they said they were. They said forever the Clippers are irrelevant. 
If they are, why are you paying attention to them? Why are you getting off every time they lose a game? I'm seeing all caps tweets. Oh, Paul George blew it. The Clippers are still the Clippers. All this stuff from Lakers fans. I mean, I'm inundated with replies to tweets that have nothing to do with the Lakers just because the Clippers lose a ball game in the playoffs. They are just waiting for them to fail and enjoying every minute of it when they do. Listen, uh, nobody. we hear from all, all the way growing up, don't be a bully. Nobody likes a bully. Don't be a bully. It's a terrible thing to be. Yet when it's the Lakers uh, who can who can bully Clipper fans and talk about how how little they have and and what you have to show for their season, all of a sudden that's okay because it's you know competitive. All right, well if that's the case, uh, then I got to go back and relive some of my childhood memories and and, and rethink how I feel about uh, getting dunked in a trash can by an older sibling or getting a snow shovel in the back of my head and just understand that hey, listen, it's okay. That wasn't considered bullying. Everything's going to be fine. But you grew up here. Why would you get a snow? shovel i think that was considered assault actually well because here's the true story is um it really was a snow shovel the only reason we had it is because uh when you're cleaning up after the dogs um you could fit more in the shovel oh so you didn't have to make as many trips. I didn't you know? have anything. That and then painful. you toss it over the fence into the neighbor's yard. Yeah, absolutely. That's the <laughs> trick, man. And then you say, I don't know what happened. It, it's like the Dave Matthews Band bus going over the Chicago River yeah. when they emptied it. You go, I don't know what happened. A plane emptied their bathroom on, uh, in, your, in your backyard. What do you want from me? It's, it's fertilizer. The neighbor should thank you. <laughs> I agree. And your Listen. dog craps a lot. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Is that Beethoven's fifth over there? What's going on? Man, when we, when we finally get on the air, this segment's going to kill. I'm telling you. Yeah, let's. Let's start now, Kev. (laughs) (laughs) Run it back. Uh, All right, Adam. So the Clippers come down, come home down 0-2. And I guess one way to look at it, and I look at it like this, they got them right where they want them. Yeah. This is exactly where they want to be. That's the joke. They they turn it up. I've heard ad nauseum over the last 48 hours. The problem is the last two times they came back down 0-2 to win those next two games, they had Kawhi Leonard. And he's already ruled out tonight. They're still saying it's a sprained right knee. We don't know the extent of it. But obviously, they are at a talent disadvantage. And it's gotten greater because CP3 is back for the Phoenix Suns tonight. And I don't expect him to be out of sync or out of rhythm. He was asymptomatic. He was practicing with the team earlier today. If anything, he got more rest out of it. And he's 36 years of age. I think he's going to be feeling good out there. And, Fred, we were talking about this off the air, but they do play a different style of basketball when he's on the court. He'll slow them down. They'll be more deliberate. And maybe, yeah, if you're looking for a silver lining as a Clippers fan, CP3 is going to make them worse somehow. No, that's not the thing. But they play at a slower pace. They play at a slower tempo. And maybe Cameron Payne won't go as far as a career high of 29 points tonight. He absolutely torched the Clippers in Game 2. But... Obviously, they were still in it down the stretch, and we can talk about what happened later if you guys want to. Let's well, talk about it right now. All right, yeah, I believe it. Okay, so so Paul Paul George misses the free throws. That's obviously you know I mean it, you know it was so bad that Fred uh, was trashing Paul George to a, a Paul George family member in the airport the next day. Oh, it was, Fred, not that exactly. is disgusting. Yeah, not I exactly. hope you got hit in the back of the head with a. I was phone. actually yeah. trying to be kind. It was his own family member. That said, he should have made the foul shots. Okay, Adam, you've seen Paul George up close and personal now for for long enough. How does he respond? Because we can all point to, oh, look at those two free throws he missed. Playoff P is back, a pandemic P. And up until that point, he's been 
fantastic the past few games. And to, to step up the way he did, when I don't know if a lot of people expected or thought that he could, based on his quote-unquote reputation around basketball and not, maybe not being the best playoff performer, they're in this spot and in the Western Conference Finals. Because of him, he missed the two free throws. What do you expect from him coming up later tonight? Yeah, I mean, the truth is he's been amazing during this run, and he just has to find a way to bounce back immediately. Maybe it's a good thing that they don't have two days off between games so he can get right back up on the horse, uh, so to speak, so he has a chance to redeem himself immediately. He did say post-game, I'm just not going to worry about it. I've been good in those situations in the past. And I think you have to have that DB get burned on a touchdown type of mindset where you just move on to the next player, move on to the next game in this case. But to think about think about it this way, he, he had scored their last six points before missing those two free throws. He had just hit two. The last six points in the last minute of the game, he has that steal. He gets in transition for the layup. He hits the bucket to respond to that basket from Devin Booker. And all of that can be undone for some people because he missed those two free throws. And I get it. I went after him a little bit post-game saying, you have to hit at least one. He's an 85% free throw shooter for his career. He's been shooting 90% from the free throw line in the playoffs, and he has hit clutch free throws in these very playoffs. It just happened 50 seconds earlier, really about 25 minutes of uh, real time because the end of that game took a half hour, the last three minutes of it. But I'm just hoping that everything that he has done to rewrite the narrative on him, he can draw upon that now and say, I'm just going to bounce back again. So let me, uh, I just, when it comes to the atmosphere, Phoenix seemed like it was going off. Like it was crazy. Fred was there. That that seemed like a, a legitimate home court advantage. And and those fans are, and look, when they're not beating up, uh, you know, other people when they go to games, those fans seem to be Sons pretty fired Sons and four. Up. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> I by the way, that, guy. that guy's, <laughs> oh, you saw him, Fred? Yeah. That guy's got an action figure. That guy's, they give away t-shirts before the game with his picture on him. Is he getting any of that money? Like, he's got to be getting some of the royalties for this. That guy's got an action figure. Like, Kevin Figures can't get an action figure? Like, he, like he, like literally, like, we can't get action figures. Well, if uh, he goes out and kicks the crap out of somebody, he'll get one, too. Well, I, listen, I don't know if you've seen him out in public, uh, but that's not, a, that's not a guy you want to mess you with. You want me to come in and kick Fred's ass right now? I, listen. Well, I, I mean, put look, the order in and get my action figure going? <laughs> I, look, 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 Kevin, Kevin I, would say, I would say Fred would condone that, except you're not a cow, and that's the only sort of violence right. he condones. Uh, on, uh, on you know in Southern California, but so we know that Phoenix was a crazy place. Yeah. What do you expect? Oh, well, let me say this, Jonas. Honestly, as somebody that sat there, uh, it's like a college atmosphere. It was really unique. I mean, you're watching an NBA game, but it was like a college atmosphere. They were cheering after every shot. They were on their feet. It, it did not seem like I was at an NBA game. They hadn't been to the playoffs in 15 years. Yes. They've been waiting for this. And and so the Clippers have never been to this point. They've never had a Western Conference Finals game at home. So what do you expect that atmosphere to be like tonight? And does that have any effect on, you know, as you pointed out, clearly a team at a talent deficit when it comes to facing off against the Suns with the return of Chris Paul? I think it can give them a lift. And they are also dealing with that fatigue factor at this point just because so many guys have been out. Listen to this number. If Paul George, if this series goes six and he plays 40 minutes or more in the next four games, he would have already played more minutes than LeBron James did or Anthony Davis did during four rounds last year without travel in the bubble. So, and he's a two-way player. 
So not all minutes are created equal. He's doing it on both ends. But if you need to get a lift energy-wise, what we saw in that Game 6 against the Utah Jazz at Staples Center, when they were down 25, there's no way they win that game if they aren't at home. And Lakers fans aren't going to want to hear this. That was the loudest I've ever heard Staples Center. And I got a ton of hate for saying that. But our head engineer there, Big Brother Jake Warner, he said, I've worked 700 games here. Lakers games, Kings games, Clippers games, obviously. The only other game he said he's ever heard it be louder at Staples Center inside that arena was Kobe Bryant's last game back in 2016. That was it. And it was rowdy. And it was nuts. And Fred, I know you're going tonight, so you can speak to this, hopefully, if it's that same atmosphere. But I'm telling you, I've never heard anything like what I heard in Game 6. So that can definitely give them a boost. Let me tell you something. You just cut deep to Laker fans. Oh, they hate it. The the fact that you're going to... Well, hold on a second. You mean to tell us that that a Clippers-Jazz game was louder than what we were doing winning NBA championships? You never been to the finals game against the Boston Celtics (laughs) then, you douche! (laughs) Uh, no, no, I haven't. But uh, you probably weren't there either. So. <laughs> uh, Adam, how devastating, and, and was it devastating, Ugh. the way they lost the Ugh. other night? I always say you'd rather lose a game by 25 than lose like that. 100%. Now, as a fan, I don't know if the team would rather have that happen to them because they were that close and there are positives there and they made a lot of adjustments and they worked. They only gave up 104, 104 points to the Phoenix Suns, the worst team in basketball this season offensively averaged 104 points. But to lose with .9 seconds left, where you can think back to, was it out of bounds on Terrence Mann? Was it out of bounds on DeAndre Ayton? I never saw a great replay of that, but I'm guessing it was out on Terrence Mann there. But so many things had to go wrong for that to happen, including those two missed free throws by Paul George. When he was walking up to the line, I'm already thinking from a strategy standpoint, all right, he's going to sink both of these, and then they're going to they're going to intentionally foul to right. not let Devin Booker get off a three-pointer here to tie the game. That's where my mind was. So I couldn't believe he miss those two and for it to end in the most predictable fashion when you only have 0.9 seconds left you know that is one of the best best plays to run you have to get something near the basket and I don't want to be too hard on Avisa Zubats because he was pulled by his jersey and yanked into Devin Booker uh, by DeAndre Ayton there but he's got to be more physical I mean Nicholas Batum has to make a decision there stick with Devin Booker or bump DeAndre Ayton as he's making his way to the basket. But this was the play that just can't happen because everybody in the world knows they're running it. Now, it was executed to perfection. If you look at one of the pictures from behind Jay Crowder, who threw the pass to DeAndre Ayton, the ball misses the side of the backboard by maybe two inches. It was that close to being a botched play at the end. Instead... Phoenix Suns fans were going crazy. They're reviewing it afterwards, but a lot of people were confused whether or not that could be goaltending or it's over the cylinder. In those situations, there's no goaltending. Why? That's just the rule book. That's what it's been forever. I mean. Yeah. And, and in fact, four years ago, four or five years ago, Tyson Chandler was on that. the Phoenix I Suns. I saw that. And they ran a play with .8 seconds left, and he had a throw down alley-oop at the very end. So there was some precedent for this, but not everybody knew that rule. Even some players didn't. So if they had, if Devin Booker had taken a shot, and Aiton had gone up, he takes a shot, but Aiton goes up, and the ball's in the cylinder, that would be offensive basket interference. Yes, but, but on the out-of-bounds, yeah. Out of bounds, it's from, a live ball. From a pass like that, it can be over the cylinder from out-of-bounds at the end of a game. And by the way, Adam, I'm not trying to... I'll just say this. 
keep an eye out. When people are watching the game tonight uh, and, and taking a look at some of the highlights, keep an eye out for how the Phoenix Suns act when the Clippers are at the foul line. Oh, you're not going to do this. Fred, they're doing calisthenics. I mean, like, <laughs> at some point, at some point, you can't interfere with the shot as much as they're doing it, Fred. Like, they're, they're stretching. I know, but they're not they're, interfering, Jonas. They're off to the side. Okay, but uh, like I don't need I don't need DeAndre Ayton looking like uh, he's he's Scott Weiland in a Stone Temple Pilots video, uh, dancing around, uh, and then you look over oh. and Jay Crowder turns into uh, Axl Rose, uh, you know, at, at the L.A. Coliseum in the '80s. Every time a guy's ready to to shoot a free throw, that's Fred. You can't impede in the shot, and and the the next the next step up from that is that for them to take out you know uh, uh you know some sort of a baton and hit those guys in the ball while they're trying to take the shot. Like, that's the next step up. And if you want it to go to that level, Fred, then you continue to condone this, just like you condone the cows breaking into people's property in Southern California. You made me think of the Jesus from the Big Lebowski. This is Bush League psycho stuff, man. <laughs> I'm telling Laughable, you. Laughable, man. I'm telling you, watch watch if you can go back and find the highlights of Paul George shooting those free throws. Watch the behavior of the Phoenix Suns while they were waiting for the foul shots to go up. I'm telling yeah. you, there's something there. Scott Weiland from the old Sour Girl or whatever yes. that video that was one? with uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, I'm with you. By the way, what a weirdo that guy was. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam, before we let you go, uh, the Pacers signed Rick Carlisle. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised Boston didn't pick him up, but I love the move they made as well. But Rick Carlisle, he goes back to Indiana. It's perfect for him. I don't know exactly what happened with the fallout. That was a disastrous end to uh, the front office situation and the head coaching situation in Dallas. And he gave his vote for Jason Kidd earlier today in the press conference saying, I think he'd be perfect for Luka Doncic for him to take over Hmm. as Dallas's head coach. Now, maybe some would say he's just trying to sabotage the Dallas Mavericks because Jason Kidd hasn't been that great of a head coach in the past, but there are similarities in their game. Maybe there's some relatability there, but Rick Carlisle, tough-nosed, but... Not too stubborn, not too inflexible. He has he has kind of evolved with the modern game and analytics. So I think that's a good fit for Indiana. All right. Adam Austin, the Saltier, brought to you by Honey, the money-saving browser extension. All right, I love you guys. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you out there tonight. All right, we're not going to ask you to go back and listen to the top of the show on the podcast so you can get Jonas's take on Trevor Bauer. Let's condense it real quick. Yeah. Trevor Bauer basically stood up in front of everybody last night and I mean, if we're just not to mince words, we suck. We have no energy. We we we're not aggressive. We just came out here and he said we got our asses beat. Yeah. Your position is Trevor Bauer shouldn't be saying that, right? No, it should be one of the guys that have been here a long time who know this team and have been through the roller coaster and the grind of what it's like to try and win a title with this team. He just got here. This, If the Dodgers were a young, up-and-coming team and Trevor Bauer was brought in to be a veteran presence, a la Tom Brady with the Bucks or a John Lester in Chicago and the Cubs needed that, that's one thing. They don't need him to do that. They've got guys that have actually been here and been through all the ringers uh, together. 866-987-2570. Do you agree with Jonas? Or do you respect Trevor Bauer for standing up and saying something? We'll take your calls next. Go back Thursday. Jonas knocks in for Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. Okay, so Trevor Bauer had his say last night. Pitched well enough to win, didn't get any runs. Uh, Jonas thinks much too soon for this new Dodger to be standing up in front of everybody and saying, get your act together. He's a guest. 
He's not really invested yet. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's find out what you think. Should Trevor Bauer have spoken up last night? I mean, look, the Dodgers were just swept by the Padres. Ouch. Did somebody need to say something? Should it have been him? Manny and Gardino, we'll start with you. Go ahead. First off, Freddie, I have to agree with the voice of the afternoon drive in Sri Lanka. We all know who that is because we're Jonas Joneses. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Trevor Bauer, I've never really been a big fan of his since that drone incident. He's kind of a clown show, a little bit of a carnival barker, if you will. Uh, going back to your Carney uh, references earlier in this week, Freddie. Thank you. So uh, I think he needs to stand down. Appreciate it, Manny. And, and listen, I, I, I don't even think we need to take calls after that. I think we are all good here, all on the same page. I thought that was succinct. Uh, and he agreed with me, Fred, which is the most important thing. Okay, yeah. So we don't need any more calls? No, I don't think so. Well, no, I think we're good here. Let's just take Anthony in Monterey Park. Anthony, what do you think? You know what? I, I like Trevor Bauer speaking up because nobody else is doing it and they just got swept. They got embarrassed. I was at the game on Monday and the leadoff double, they, they were celebrating like it was a game seven win. It was ridiculous. Nobody came up, came to play. Anthony, appreciate it. Oh, by, by the way, what was the atmosphere like down there? You were at the game. What was it like in San Diego? Yeah, I went to, I went to the first game on Monday and oh, that was near fights the whole night. People <laughs> wouldn't shut up. They, they were bragging about us. Bragging, well, they were just talking about our 60-game season, World Series, Astros, blah, blah, blah. When they, were, they, were, they were celebrating over making a wild card. Oh, Pathetic. Man. Thanks, Anthony. Be safe. It, let me tell you something. Here's the thing about what the Lakers and Dodgers both have to deal with. All right. W- w- the, the World Series and NBA championship that they won last year are perfect for sports talk radio because, yes, they officially count as World Series rings and NBA Finals rings. Absolutely. But there's enough of a... Yeah, but it wasn't a full season, and it went this way, that you could at least go there if you're an opposing fan to try and tease them a little bit. So if you're a Dodger fan and you're hearing people make a mockery of your 60-game season and the fact that you won a World Series at a neutral location in Texas and all, like, just... That's the reality. All right, people are looking for any reason to tease you, any reason to, to get under your skin about something. It's going to happen and going to continue moving forward. All right, let's go uh, Rob in Huntington Beach. Is Trevor Bauer right or wrong? Should he have spoken up? Rob, you there? Good stuff. Hello. Go ahead, Rob. You're on. Yo, yeah, you know what, Bauer's – He's in the right. He's, he's a Dodger teammate. And if JT didn't come out or any other vets that have been there a while, they need to be heard. You know what? We got pumped over there this weekend. And, you know, put your balls out there and, and man up. There you go. Yeah. I guess, no, it's definitely you definitely want to hear from the guy that just got there that's got, you know, no equity within the team and hasn't won anything. Uh, but, no, definitely, yeah, he's the guy that should be the voice of reason for that for that team. All Come right. On, L- listening on the app in Virginia. All right. Now, this is from the other All side right. of the country. Gino. Gino, what do you think? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Jonas, what's up, Gino? I hate to throw the br- Jonas, I hate to throw the brick at you, but you're just a fill-in like Bauer. But I'm sticking with Bauer. Somebody in news needs Ouch. to take the, the ropes and uh, speak up and just deal with it. Because these boys in blue haven't done Jack and Roberts. He doesn't play small ball every time we get on base. 
Uh, no outs. I don't know what's happening right now. Hey, listen. I'm sick of it. Hey, what's wrong with being a fill-in? I still bleed hey, hey, Dodger Blue. Hey, what's what's wrong with being a fill-in? I don't understand. Well, then uh, quit bragging, bagging on my Dodgers, brother. Uh, okay. I love well, you, you. Hey, you live in one. Hey, you live in Virginia. You don't count. That well, good lord. Thanks, Gino. Appreciate it. Gino Sorry, listens man. every day on the app. Oh, good. He can listen on the app all he wants. That guy doesn't know the difference between Dodger Stadium and a urinal. So, I mean, he lives in Virginia, Fred. I mean, he may as well. He's been to Dodger Stadium. Well, cool. He may as well live in Egypt. All right. Come on, Fred. Like, what are we talking about here? All right. This is, you know, a guy in Virginia trying to speak. Like, I'm I'm coming from the mean streets of Thousand Oaks, California. All right. The the violent streets of of Thousand Oaks. Some would call it the 805. I think I know what's going on with the Dodgers, not some guy that lives in Roanoke, uh, uh, Tuscaloosa. Uh, uh, you know, Indonesia or wherever he's at. First of all, he's in Virginia, and second of all, you know, the Dodgers travel better than any team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, when's the last time they went to Virginia? Well, they, they took a trip there. Okay, yeah, yeah they, they passed through. They yeah. went on a tour. Yeah, they passed through on their way to Istanbul. I forgot. Oh, well, Kevin is listening in Naples, Florida on that, the air. All right, well, we'll see what he says, and then I'll let you know if he can qualify for this. Go ahead. All right, Jonas, you're not going to like what I have to say. And in full disclosure, I have never been to Dodger Stadium, although I'm a lifetime Dodger fan going back to the Garvey days. But the point is, I'm with Bauer, and the point that hasn't been said, and to your argument saying it shouldn't be him, it should be a veteran if someone's going to speak up like Kershaw or Turner, they're not going to. Those guys you know, have had ample opportunity. There's no leader you know outwardly i mean in the clubhouse may be different but there's no one who's going to stand up other than bauer bellinger's not going to do it turner's not going to do it kershaw's worried about his ping pong tournament more than anything else so bravo for bauer to say in what needs to be said wow unbelievable i told you we should have stopped after the first call i tried to tell you fred i mean this is uh, yeah because everybody's disagreeing with you yeah it's it's 4 30 in the afternoon in in naples florida this guy's already got two or three cocktails in him i mean i don't know that we can trust him and now he's gonna mock uh you know clayton kershaw's ping pong tournament i mean that's that's a big deal uh i did look hey kevin thanks for the call appreciate uh, you listening on the app i i love how everyone is treating this like this team is broken like they needed this they really needed this shot in the arm they've been winning for a long long time way before trevor bauer ever cut his hand open playing with a drone before a playoff start in cleveland all right they've been winning big time games and winning for a long long time so the idea that he needs to step in and speak up for a team who doesn't know what this what this struggle is like is ridiculous to me okay well now you're going to be happy mike's and whittier go ahead mike Yes, sir. I do agree with you 100%, John, because Trevor Bauer needs to make his pitches. If he's not making his pitches, how are we, right, supposed to play from behind every single game? I don't think so. So I think Trevor Bauer needs to take a look in the mirror and point the finger at himself before he starts talking to everyone else. Damn right. Yeah, what, what's he giving? Oh, he's like 17 home runs he's allowed this year? He's like top three or four in baseball? Yeah, most but, of them solo shots, though. If he had any run support last that, night, he would have won. All right. Yeah, well, exactly. listen, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, somebody did, uh, you know, Bob Nightingale, who joined us earlier, sound, sounded very similar to a former owner in this town. Uh, but Bob Nightingale, who uh, who, who joined <laughs> I think us earlier. he's ashamed of himself. <laughs> that was Bob Nightingale. By the way, and, and so just for reference, because, you know, Fred's, you know, he's new to this whole radio thing. So I'll, I'll, I'll tee up this uh, sound from Bob Nightingale. Uh, this was uh, after Fred asked him, what do you make of Trevor Bauer's comments last night? I think he should be ashamed of himself. And I think we just got straight to the point there. All right. Mike, thanks for uh, listening to the show. We really appreciate it. You have a good one. All right. Take care. (laughs) Okay. That was Mike. Now, Michael, 
a little more formal, and he's got something to say. Go ahead, Michael. Well, first of all, you get paid for standing in with real money, right, Jonas? This guy's going to get a real ring if he wins. We always ask for people to buy in when they come into the team. What better way to show that you're bought in than being upset by the lack of uh, positive attitude and, and energy in a team? He's doing exactly what he should be doing from somebody who bought in. Michael, thanks. So he's not going to get a visitor's well, ring. Yeah, that's true. Michael, thanks. Really appreciate you listening. Nice. Uh, so, uh, so apparently, a majority, like eighty percent of the calls out there, are okay with their in-laws walking into their house and telling them how everything should be arranged. Okay. All right. I just, I just, at least we're clear here. At least, you know, at least we're clear. Not exactly an in-law, though. Well, well listen, but uh, you know, it kind of helps my argument a little bit. So right. that's, that's the point here. Rudy in downtown, go ahead. You know, I, I don't think that, you know, Trevor Bauer needs to come on into the media and say all this stuff. But obviously, if he feels that none of the veterans are saying it privately, then he's just trying to ruffle some feathers to maybe just get some chatter going around to make some change. I don't think anybody cares what he has to say, particularly, like what Jonas is saying, because, you know, it's their home. But... Maybe he's going to open some eyes. What do you think? Oh, well, look, either Thanks that or they're the going to... Okay, here's, here's the other thing, and I do think there's something to this. He's always talking, and I, and I just wonder if there are some guys there, because for, for all the success the Dodgers have had, you know, Clayton Kershaw is not one of these guys who, who it, to me, feels like he's you know, out there to make it all about him. You know, Mookie Betts doesn't strike me as that type of guy. Uh, Turner, uh, Kenley Jansen, all these longtime Dodgers that have been there for a long time, they don't strike me as these guys that run out and want to make it all about them. Uh, in, in fact, look, you can argue the last guy that was here that wanted to make it all about him or, or you know kind of rub people the wrong way was Manny Machado and when he left people were okay with it so the idea that this guy all of a sudden comes in and he's the complete opposite from what they've known there I look I have no evidence of this I've never met Trevor Bauer I don't know he could be a good dude it just feels like he's got an agenda and he's got his own agenda and he really tries to push that a lot and I think big picture that maybe would rub some people the wrong way down the road uh, listening on the app in Phoenix. Eddie, go ahead. Hi, fellas. How are you guys doing today? Good. First of all, I, I can't agree with Chucky. I used to punch Chucky, and uh, I'm going to give one to uh, uh, Jonas here. I love what Bauer's doing. They needed that. I've, Fred, if you've known throughout the years, um, they've never had a player like that. And they've always been PC. Turner ain't going to do it. Kershaw ain't going to do it. I mean, the, only, the last one that I can think of, it was in Machado, was Puig, but... I have no problem with Bowers doing. Maybe that'll give him a, you know, a little spanking in the in the rear, and they can get going. Yeah. Listen, I mean, look, Fred. I think we're like two for eleven uh, at this point. You know, two two for eleven uh, people that are that are actually uh, you know like like what the Dodgers have done over the past yeah. several years, uh, and and don't like a, a stranger coming into town and ordering them around in their own house. You yeah. know. All right. And Mitch, <laughs> Mitch from New Jersey slash Tarzana. What do you think? How we doing? Great. We're good, Mitch. I uh, hope everything's good. We're fine. I say Travis got to keep his mouth shut. He's had one good year. One good year. Damn and right, Mitch. By the way. Damn right, Mitch. San Diego. San Diego has never won anything in any sport. They lost two basketball teams and a football team. They're lucky they're not losing the Padres. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, let All me right. tell you something, Fred. We just had 99 bad calls, but Mitch ain't one. I love it. Good for you, Mitch. Got one word for you. 
rhinoplasty. <laughs> That's next. Sports. Fred Rogan and Jonas Knox on a throwback Thursday. Jonas in for Rodney. All right, so give Devin Booker some credit. Because the other night, Patrick Beverly basically just smashed his nose. And if you've ever been through anything like that, you know how disorienting and painful it is. And Booker continued to play. Went away for a while, came back. Going to be a little tough for him to breathe in the remaining games. Because he got clocked pretty good. And uh, have you ever had a broken nose? Uh, no, but I, I've had a nose injury before. And um, look, you remember the old uh, WWE wrestler, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so he was the master of the DDT. And um, you know, my older brother thought it would be uh, a fun thing to do uh, to DDT me on the carpet inside the house. And um, ever since then, there's just been this bump on the top of my nose, uh, almost like a like a deformed camel sitting on my face. And um, I, I would not call it a deformed camel. Well, I mean, but there's a bump there, and I, I clearly, I clearly remembered uh, when that bump popped up, and it was shortly after that botched DDT in the living room growing up. And so, you know, from time to time, maybe you know, I'll have to clear my nose a little bit more often than somebody else. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that's the my. My most significant nose injury was a botched DDT from back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah, and see, I've broken my nose three times. It's the only bone in my body I've broken. Three three separate times. How'd you break it? What are you, a boxer? No, but, you know, I was, you know, you look at me today and you go, huh, this guy never did anything. I was very competitive. I was an athlete. I played. I played hard. I just was not blessed with the athletic gifts or the size of some. But I'll tell you what. If I had, if I had the size, I could have beat Connie Durking in a hook shot contest in the NBA, and we all remember Connie Durking, the man I mean, that really started the hook shot. Okay, all right. So, so you're going to dismiss uh, Connie Durking? Uh, you're going to dismiss Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for Connie Durking? No, well, Kareem created the sky hook. The sky hook. What's the difference? Oh well, because the regular hook, you come, you came down kind of low, and just tossed it over your head. The sky hook was the arm extended and then releasing the ball. Okay, so the more effective of the two Kareem, uh, Kareem had. Correct. Okay. No question about it. But as, as a child in Detroit, uh, I thought it would be really funny to walk backwards to school. Little did I know that when I turned around, I'd walk right into a tree. So that was the first time. <laughs> I broke my nose. Why would you walk backwards to school, Fred? What are you trying out for the for the the secondary at your in your high school team? And you thought I want to be a cornerback. I'm going to be the next Deion Sanders. So you're walking backwards to school. Yeah, you, you got to work on your backpedal to school. Yeah, so that, that that was not good, Jonas. That was a problem, but I, I didn't have that one fixed because I thought, why in the world, you know? And and what happens is when you break your nose, it's not like your nose gushes blood, but I, I guarantee you, you see stars. Yes. All right. The next time I'm playing basketball. And your eyes water as well, too, which is annoying. Very much so. The next time I'm playing basketball and I get hit right in the nose with an elbow. Now, why, you ask? Because I battled inside. I went to the rim. Yeah. I don't want to tell the dunk story again, but I'd go inside. Now, this time, I did get it fixed. And uh, what they do is they take a metal rod, they shove it right up your nose, and then they move your septum right to the middle, and then they pack it with gauze. That's nice. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. The third time, I'm playing baseball. Now, I was a catcher. I have no idea why they decided to play me in right field 
And, of course, right field is the sun field. So we're out there warming up, and we're throwing balls back and forth. And the center fielder throws it to me, and I go to catch the ball, and I look up, and there's the sun. The ball hits me directly in the nose. It shifts my nose about an inch to the left. So much so that now I really have a headache. I mean, I got popped pretty good, and my nose has been moved. So I go into the coach, and this is the day where you wore metal spikes, right? I go to the coach. I kind of jog off the field. I said, Coach, I got to tell you something. I, I just got hit in the nose. I think I broke my nose. He looks at me, and my nose is absolutely deformed, and he goes, you going to play or not? Are you going to play? Yeah, I see what happened. Are you going to play? I said, you know, I don't think I should play. I don't think I should do that. So now my mother's coming to the game. I was a freshman at West High. My mother's come. No, I wasn't. I was a junior. So my mother's coming to the game, and I'm going to meet her on 19th Avenue. But I am so disoriented, I don't even change. So I'm walking on the cement with my metal cleats, you know, making the noise. Oh, yes. She pulls up. I just get in the backseat of the car. She goes, what happened? I'm covering my face. She, I said, I got hit in the nose, and uh, we need to go to the hospital right now. She goes, okay. So we start driving. She goes, let me see. I said, no, you can't see. I don't want you to see this, Mom. We get to a stoplight. She goes, let me see. Let me just see how bad it is. I show her. She goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, no. I went, Mom, it's going to be okay. So that time, we go to the hospital. It gets fixed again. Um, And they shaved it a little bit because it had a bump like you say you uh, know. Okay, now we get the truth. Okay, all right. Now at least now we've gotten the truth in the story. All, all you know, it took this long, but at least now we got the truth. Okay, that's that's the thing. You just wait long enough, and the truth will, will come out eventually. Okay, well, go ahead. What part of this has not been true? Uh, this was this was your cheap attempt to get a nose job and not have to pay for it. Not true. Yeah. Not true. I mean, Fred, you, what, like, what were you trying to catch the ball with in the outfield? Paper plates? Like, like, what? Like, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like, how does that happen? Like, you, like, well, the like, ball, I lost it in the sun, Jonas. Okay, you intentionally lost the ball in the sun because you wanted a nose job because you were gonna, you were gonna try and take over the LA TV scene. And guess what? I got to give you credit. You did. Okay, then I'll take that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was not exactly accurate. Your your description. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. That was not 100% accurate. Uh, I was injured, and uh, given the scar tissue that had formed after the first two breaks, I did need to have some corrective work done. But now all is good, and I'll tell you, if I had paid to have a nose job, would I really have paid for this? If that was my intention, I'm getting a nose job, I would not have paid for this. You know what I mean? Uh, paid for what?